0: Good morning, this is Pastor Brent from Rochester Hills Baptist Church. You enjoy listening to Truth For Today, but today I'd like to introduce you to another ministry, Rochester Hills Christian School. RHCS is a K-12 private Christian school that features a full daycare. We minister to the students of today to help them to face the challenges of tomorrow. RHCS has strong biblical values, high academic standards, an exciting sports program for boys and girls, wonderful extracurricular activities, and excellent facilities that feature a full science lab, computer lab, art studio, and robotics lab. Call us today at 248-852-0585, extension 200, or visit our website, rhcschool.org. Good morning, welcome and thank you for tuning in to Truth For Today, ministry of rochester hills baptist church whether you're driving or listening at home or work we hope that today's bible message will challenge your heart and encourage your soul please visit us on our website at rhbchurch.com and be our special guest at one of our services at 3300 south livernoy road in rochester hills and now today's message from our pastor Al hightower your Bibles this morning to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Years ago, uh, one of the missionaries that we supported preached a message on a Wednesday night about wasting the grace that God has given to us. I didn't get his outline or uh, take notes on the sermon. I'm I'm not a good note taker. I kind of like to focus on the preaching. I'm not against those of you that take notes, but I listen better if I'm not trying to write down what they say. And so uh, I I don't know what his outline is, but every time that I'm reading through the Bible, I shouldn't say every time, but many times I read the word grace, I think of that sermon. This week I was having my devotions, reading through uh, 2 Corinthians and I came across this passage and it just seemed to resonate. And I thought, this is something we need to be reminded of. And so I want to preach a message this morning entitled, Wasted Grace. Wasted Grace. If you have your Bibles open, stand with me, please. And we'll begin reading in verse number 17. That's a familiar verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. For We have made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. We then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. that's an interesting Scripture because He's just told us about the mighty works of grace and then He warns us, let's be sure that the grace we've received is not in vain. Father, I ask You to bless this morning as we look at this passage of Scripture. I pray You'd help me to be a help. I pray this message would challenge us, convict us if necessary. If there's somebody not saved, pray he or she would get saved. Lord, that each of us might be challenged. And then, Lord, I pray you bless the invitation to follow in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, please. We love that song, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. It saved a wretch like me. In fact, uh, we went to uh, Hannah Bosner's senior recital. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know, she plays the piano pretty well. It was just amazing. And she concluded her recital with amazing grace. And it was just a reminder of what God has done for us. Grace means getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. We deserve to go to hell because we're sinners. But God saved us by His grace. We don't deserve salvation. We don't deserve to go to heaven. We don't deserve to be a child of God. We don't deserve answered prayer. All of that is grace. And if you read through the Scriptures, you'll find there are different kinds of grace. There is grace for salvation. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace... Are you saved through faith? And that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What a wonderful thing that God loves us and has provided the opportunity for us to be saved. By the way, there's a, there's a theological position that becomes popular every now and then that teaches that, that God chose some people to go to heaven and He chose others to go to hell. Can I tell you that's not the Bible? Amen. The Bible is very clear that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world, and if a person goes to hell, it's not God's fault, it's His fault or her fault. That's a different sermon, but I just thought I'd throw it out there, because the grace of God has appeared to all men. That's what the Bible says. And so, that salvation that comes because God loved us and provided the opportunity, and when we receive that grace, the Scripture says we become a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You get a new destiny prior to salvation. You were headed to hell. When you get saved, you're on your way to heaven. Prior to salvation, you lived for yourself. Hopefully, now that you are saved, you're living for God. I like the song the teenagers sing, the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. Why? Because I've been changed. Now, I realize it's a process, but thank God that it's possible because of the grace of God. It's not because you're a good person or I'm a good Christian. It's because God is a great God. And so by grace we're saved, but the Bible teaches that we ought not to receive that grace in vain, so it's possible to waste that grace that brings salvation. How do you do it? Well, first of all, by not being saved. I was talking to a fellow just this past week, and he said, you know, I I plan to probably get saved someday, but I'm just not ready. You can't talk somebody into getting saved, but, but, but a person who, who is toying with the idea of getting saved but hesitates, the, the reality is they don't grasp the whole situation. You see, if you're not saved, you are one heartbeat away from dying and going to hell and forever being separated from God. You are one decision or uh, 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 one decision short of securing your eternal destiny in heaven forever and ever. Why in the world? It's like your house is on fire and you're standing in the doorway going, you know, I don't know if I should leave or not. It makes no sense. But a person that rejects salvation is wasting that grace. And sadly enough, more people die and go to hell than those who actually go to heaven because they've wasted that grace. But you know, it's possible to be saved and still waste that grace because... God doesn't make you live for Him. He doesn't make you be a good person. He doesn't make you grow as a Christian. But rather, uh, He He gives you the tools. He gives you the opportunity. But if you're going to to be a good Christian, you have to work at it. I'm going to try that again because it sounds like you may not agree with that. In order to be a good Christian, you have to work at it. Yeah, it's it's a process. Obviously, it's growth. But you don't serve God by accident. You serve Him because you choose to serve Him. You serve Him because you choose to do what's right. Which brings me to my next point, and that's the grace that brings sanctification. Sanctification simply means that we are set apart for God. Let me illustrate it like this. Uh 1979, Karen and I stood on the platform of the Ridgewood Baptist Church in Joliet, Illinois. The preacher said, wilt thou? So I wilted. I don't remember much of the sermon. My favorite part was, you may kiss the bride. But on that day, he said, I now pronounce you husband and wife. On that day, I became... Sanctified toward Karen. Okay? Set up, sanctification means set apart. That means from that day forward, Karen is my wife. Karen is the object of my affection. Karen is, is my partner for life. I am, I, I'm sanctified. I'm set apart. Suppose I would have said, hey, Karen, how about if every other Tuesday I just go on a date with somebody else? In, to keep my skills sharp. <laughs> you know, you use it or lose it. That's not going over good at my house, and I don't think it's going over good at your house. No, no. I, 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 on that day, I was set apart from every other female in the world as anything other than just a casual acquaintance. I'm, I'm set apart. I, but... I'm set apart to Karen. Set apart from everything else. Set apart to Karen. That's what sanctification means. We're set apart from wickedness and evil and ungodliness, but we're set apart to God. That's sanctification. Listen, uh, you you needn't turn there, but the Bible tells us that in uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us, denying ungodliness, worldly lusts, We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And so we have that wonder of sanctifying grace. The grace of God that bringeth salvation of the pure to all men. That means if you're saved, and anybody can be, if you're saved, God has given you the grace to be set apart to Him. The grace of God that bringeth salvation of the pure to all men teaching us the denying ungodliness and worldly lust, We we learn through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Did you ever start to do something wrong and a little voice inside said, "Uh -uh. uh-uh, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Did you ever feel a little nudging at your heart saying you ought to be in church? You ought to and attract to that person, you ought to stop using that kind of language. That's the Holy Spirit teaching us about sanctification. And in case you don't listen well, how many of you men your wife accuses you of not listening? <laughs> Ladies, this is biological we can hear while we're doing something else. The fact that we choose not to respond doesn't mean we didn't hear. It just means we choose not to respond. Because biologically, you have the chromosome that allows you to ask us again and again and again and again. (laughs) It all works together. It's a perfect fit. And so, sometimes the Holy Spirit convicts us, sometimes the Holy Spirit teaches us, and we don't listen, and so God has given to us His Word. The Bible is the Word of God. It doesn't just contain the words of God, it's not just a book written with uh, uh, sayings that will help you if you follow them, no, 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 it is Every word is the Word of God. And so God has taught us in His Word what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And so that grace... God didn't have to write a book to give to us. It's by grace that we have access to His Word. God didn't have to indwell us, teaching us what we should do and shouldn't do. It's His grace that allows the Holy Spirit to guide us. But that grace is wasted when we ignore God. That grace is wasted when we know that we should do right and we choose to do wrong anyway. That grace is wasted when we either ignore the Bible, not reading it at all, or we know what it says, but we don't want to follow the Bible. We just choose to do it our way. Years ago, a fellow came into my office. He was struggling with a specific sin. And I said, you have got to get victory over this sin. He said, that's the problem. I don't want to. I said, do you know that it's wrong? He said, yes. I said, do you know that it displeases God? He said, yes. I said, do you know that it's going to ruin your family? He says, I know that it could. I said, then you have to decide. Would you rather have your sin or would you rather displease God, lose your family and live a life out of the will of God? And he said to me, honestly, that's the problem. I don't know which to choose. God doesn't make you do right. It's a choice. And so, when we know... How simple is it? You've been saved. You know you're supposed to get baptized. But you wrestle with it. Well, I just hate for all those people to be looking at me. Well... Water makes me wrinkled. Well, it's not a matter of conjecture. It's not a matter of, you know, I'm I'm praying about whether or not I should. You don't have to pray about that. God said, get saved and then get baptized. It's that simple. I'm glad he's on baptism. Well, how about this one? Church membership. I'm just looking for expressions. (laughs) If you're not a member of a Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church, you ought to be. And I understand some people have just moved or some people have had situations occur and you're praying about God's will. That makes sense. You'd be foolish not to. But if you've been going to church here for six months and you know this is where you ought to be, you just never have got around to it, you are wasting the grace of God That brings sanctification. Because we just do what we're supposed to do. How about those habits you struggle with? Bad language? Tobacco? Drinking? I I don't know anybody who struggles with any of this. But if you do, and you're not getting victory, you are wasting the grace of God that allows you to be sanctified. And so we have that grace for salvation and that grace for sanctification. There's also a grace for serving. 1 Peter 4, verse 10, As everyone hath received the gift of God, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We ought to be serving the Lord. You saw in the video about the soldier ministry, one of the great blessings to Tabernacle Baptist Church is that soldier ministry, first of all, obviously, to be able to reach those soldiers with the Gospel, but secondly, it provides an avenue of service. Probably uh, at least uh, when, when uh, I was there, uh, and I'm sure still, we had uh, at least a hundred people who were trained to work the altar to lead the soldiers to Christ. We had uh, eight serving teams with a minimum of eight people on them. So we had 64 people who every eight weeks would serve the soldiers. We had uh, little boys and girls who would pass out the Bible. We had uh, uh, just uh, bus drivers, as many as twenty-seven buses. Opportunities to serve. You say, "Well, we we don't have a soldier ministry here." No, we don't. But we still have a bus ministry. Amen. We still have a WANA. We still have Sunday school. We still have music. We still have ushers. We still have a Christian school. We still have. We still have, we still have, we still have. If you don't serve, it's your choice. It's not because there's nothing to do. And so God's given us the grace. Some have tools. Uh, Some people are excellent teachers. You ought to be teaching. Some people have wonderful musical abilities. You ought to be in the choir or the orchestra. Uh, You know, I'd like to be in the choir, but I'd probably have to come to practice. You don't understand. I I, I get my nap on Sunday afternoon. I wonder how that's going to work at the judgment seat of Christ. The Lord says, I I gave you these abilities and these talents and you didn't use them. (laughs) Lord, you don't understand. I had to get my nap. I'm guessing that's not going over real well. In fact, if I understand the Scripture right, that is wasted grace. Wasted grace. And so we, you know, God gives us grace for soul winning. Let me read you the verse. That's telling others about Christ. Grace for soul winning. The Bible says, Wherefore, Ephesians 3:7, wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of His power. We have grace that that allows us to be involved in something that's eternal. Look, you can't save anybody. I can't save anybody. Only God saves. But we get the privilege of telling others about Christ and then watching God work. What a wonderful day that was when Shannon Stillfried called the church and Pastor Russ talked to her and found out that she wasn't saved and led her to Christ on the phone. And Karen and I made a visit and and uh, uh, Shannon and Ed promised to come to church and they came and got involved and, and uh, then uh, Corey got saved and Lexi got saved and it just... Spreads out through the family. Look, that's what it's all about. We reach one and they reach one. Brendan sang this morning, people need the Lord. Friend Day last week. Wow, what a wonderful day when we all invited folks to come to church. But, you know, every day ought to be Friend Day. That soul winning grace is wasted when I let my pride keep me from talking to others. We try to make it spiritual. We say, well, you know I don't want to drive them away. Well, I'm not talking about being obnoxious, but get this point nailed down. If they're going to hell, you can't drive them any farther. And if they don't hear the Gospel, you didn't drive them away, but you let them roll off the cliff if you didn't say anything. And so we're wasting that grace that God has given to us. It's, it's very simple. And we could go through the scriptures. There. there are at least a dozen different types of grace. There's grace for giving and grace for living. But, but, but the point I'm making tonight is, or this morning is all that God has given to us, He's given to us so that we might use it to serve Him. And if we don't it's wasted grace. You go a week without reading your Bible, it's wasted grace. You go a week without talking to somebody about Christ, it's wasted grace. You go a week without feeling like you're drawing closer to God, it's wasted grace. God has given us grace To grow as Christians. The Bible says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We we make it too hard. We think being godly spiritual Christians who are used of the Lord, that's reserved for the upper echelon. We don't have an upper echelon, we don't have a hierarchy. We're all just sinners that God saved by His grace. And there's nobody who's better than you and you're not better than anybody. We're all just sinners trying to reach other sinners telling them about our wonderful Savior. And God's given us the grace to do that. But if we're too busy, if we're too involved in other things, if we're too shy, if we're too whatever, we have wasted that grace. I'm I'm going to end my sermon, but I want to read that verse to you one more time. Just kind of let it sink in. We then as workers together with Him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Pretty simple. Father, I thank You this morning for the opportunity to... Look into the Word of God. And I pray, dear Lord, that 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 grace, we're we're grateful for it. So thankful that we don't have to go to hell. So thankful that You'll use us in our lives. So I pray, dear God, that that grace wouldn't be wasted. Help us to just search our hearts and determine we need to do what's right. Keep your eyes closed, please. I want to ask you a couple of questions. If you're visiting, we do this every service. I think when you preach the Bible, God speaks to hearts. I want to give you a chance to respond. How many of this morning, and this is the most important question you'll ever answer, how many of you this morning can say, there is no doubt in my mind, I'm positive if I drop dead where I sit, I know, I know that I would go to heaven because I, I didn't waste that grace That brings salvation. I didn't waste that saving grace. I know that I'm saved. If that's your testimony, raise your hand please. Hold it real high. Great. Wonderful. You can put your hands down. I didn't take time to look at all the hands. But I'm just wondering if there might be one, or maybe more than one, who's not sure that you're saved. Not positive that you're on your way to heaven. That grace is available, but you have to receive it. Is there anybody this morning that would say, I'm just not sure? I'm just not positive, but I need to get saved. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. If that's your situation, raise your hand, please. Hold it up high. I'll see it. You can put it down. Anybody at all. I'm just not sure that I'm saved. If your hand's raised and I didn't acknowledge it, it means I didn't see it. I don't want to overlook anybody, anybody at all. All right, Christian, let me speak to you for a moment. We've covered several areas. Sanctification and service and soul winning and growth. But I preached the message, but the Holy Spirit made application to the heart. wonder how many this morning would say, you know, to some extent or maybe a large extent, I have been wasting that grace. I've not been serious about God. I've got sin in my life. There's some areas of disobedience that I've just overlooked. I'm not the soul winner that I should be or need to be. I needed that message. Thank you for tuning in today for Truth For Today, a ministry of Rochester Hills Baptist Church. If you would like this message in its entirety, please visit us at rhbchurch.com or phone us at 248-852-0585. Please join us again next week for Truth For for today.